Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Future of BizTech. I'm your host, JC Granger, and I'm here with Somia Mitra, who is the founder and CEO of Rudderstack. Somia, thank you so much for coming on the show. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself and uh, the company. Thanks for having me, firstly. My name is Somya Mitra, or Somyadev Mitra, that's my full name. I This is my third company. I've been an entrepreneur all my life. I, I sold my previous company to a company called 8x8, spent a year there, and then we started Rudderstack in June 2019. My, uh, like, I have a background in engineering. I have a PhD in databases, worked in data for like pretty much all my life. Uh, after my PhD, I joined a company called Data Domain, spent a couple of years there, learned a lot about how to grow a startup. The company went IPO, eventually was acquired. So that was a great experience learning in a fast growing startup. And then I started a company, sold that to, did that for like five years. I was the co-founder CTO, sold that to 8x8, and then like spent a year there and then started Rudderstack. So that's my quick background. What about Rudderstack? What is what kind of uh, like problems does it solve for its clients? I was taking a look at the website earlier, uh, but why don't you kind of give the audience that that full rundown of Rudderstack and exactly what it does uh, for companies? Yeah, so we call ourselves as a customer data pipeline company. What that means is if you are any kind of a consumer or a business, right? I mean, consumer company or a B2B company, you want to understand what your customers are doing in your app. So let's say if you're like a fintech company or, or if you are like a consumer shopping company and then like you want to track everything that your customers are doing, like all the product searches they are making in the app, like all the buttons they are clicking and all this stuff, right? And you may ask like, why do you want to do that, right? Uh, the first reason is to just understand your customers better, right? I mean, you want to understand like what parts of the app they go to and what buttons they click on, what parts of the app is working better and not and so on. So that's like pure product analytics use cases. Then you also want to use that data for marketing. So for example, based on your prior product searches, you want to like make them offers. And I mean, if somebody came to the checkout page and like and they drop off, then you probably want to give them a discount coupon. So those kind of marketing things you want to do based on their prior activity in the app. And then there are all kinds of like advanced machine learning use cases, right? I mean, based on all this data, you want to train a recommendation engine, right? People who click on this also click on that, right? How is that whole thing trained? Because you are tracking what people are doing in the app, right? Amazon does that. And like all consumer companies want to do that. And there again, like these are like consumer B2C kind of company use cases. They're like B2B use cases also, right? I mean, when you're selling to other businesses, that's where also you want to understand like what your potential leads are doing. They, they come to the website, what pages they go to, are they checking out the pricing page? What, what things are they doing in the free tier of the product? All these things you want to track so that you can sell better, that you can do more personalized selling. Now, all this requires you to collect all that data, right? And you should be able to track all the data. Now, prior to, like, there are a bunch of solutions to do that. I mean, uh, you can use like a cloud analytics product. You can send everything to Google Analytics and analyze all that. But there, there has been a recent trend around companies trying to take more ownership of that data. Right. Instead of sending it to a third-party service, I want to like collect all that myself, dump it into some kind of a data warehouse, and do my own analysis. Not just for like data privacy and security reasons, but also general. Like, I mean, if you have access to that data, you can do a lot more things. Like, you can do more analysis, more advanced analytics, and so on, which you cannot do on a cloud platform. So, like again, long way to. That's what we enable customers to do, so they can use our product. And like we have a like a hosted service, we can like we are an open source product. They can also download our software and run it themselves to help collect all this data. Well, I like that it lets them keep a hold of their own data because you're right, that has been an issue 
you know, with third parties, you know, managing data and whatnot. So the, the fact that it allows a company to really kind of keep their data in-house in that sense is really nice. Now, that being said, what kind of companies are typically the ones that hire you? Are you going after, you know, uh, small businesses, uh, mid-market, Fortune 1000? You know, what kind of companies are typically the ones that hire you guys and use your services? Yeah, so we have a product. So like what we sell today is like a cloud-hosted service that people can use. And then we also have an open source product that anyone can download and, and set it up. And then we have an enterprise version of the product, which like appeals to like larger enterprises. We can, like, there is more advanced features. So like we have kind of like three product offerings, open source, anyone can set up and download. And on that, we have like hundreds of companies deploying that. I mean, all the way from like small companies to like pretty large brands, like Goop, for example, is deploying that and so on. So that's on the open source version. On the cloud version, again, we have like a spectrum of companies, right? All the way from like small startups, like series A, B, like 10, 15 people startups to like larger enterprises, like Acons, for example, is a fintech company. There are like 500 people, they're using Rudderstack. And like, the, like we have some pretty large consumer brands using Rudderstack. Like, like for example, the, the largest grocery delivery company out of India, out of Russia, out of Turkey, for some reason, we have like good traction in the grocery delivery space. So like they're all using Rudderstack, huh. paid okay. version. And then we have some like large enterprises using the enterprise version of the product. So, I mean, there are a couple of POCs we are doing. I, I don't think I can name those companies till we close them. But yeah, but these are like really and like Fortune 100 different companies who value the data ownership quite a bit, and they cannot use a cloud cloud hosted service. So that's why you, they are using data stack. So, like it, it's kind of has been like all over the place uh, from uh, like small companies, open source uh, like developers to all the way to like very large enterprises. So. so let me ask you a question. You know, you said this is your third company, correct? Is, is it your third yeah. business? So what motivated you to start, you know, this one? You know, why was Rudderstack the next logical step for you after the last two companies? Yeah, I mean, so it, it kind of all uh, you know, like adds up, right? I mean, I my previous company was in the marketing tech space. So we are building a marketing tech ad tech platform for B2B businesses. So think of it as, if you're like the VP of marketing at Cisco and you sell routers and you want to reach out to all uh, IT people in Fortune 500 companies, right? So uh, how do you do that? So we, we had a database of all that. Right? We, we could show them ads. We could show them like ads on Facebook, Twitter, display. We could like send them emails. So we built a complete marketing platform to, uh, to do that. So kind of I've been working in the marketing space. And like while working there, I, I saw that like one, one big gap was all these companies like trying to collect data about their users. I mean, like showing ads to new people is interesting, but they also want to understand like what our existing people are doing with the product and so on. So I, I kind of saw the problem in, in, in like in my previous startup too. Now, mm -hmm. there was this broad area called customer data platform like that was kind of taking off at the same time. So like I've been kind of following that space. Then I went to 8x8 and we sold the company to 8x8, spent a year at 8x8 trying to solve similar problems, right? I mean, again, 8 by 8 was a public company, 25-year-old company, like a lot of, like we had over 100,000 customers, over a million people using our phone systems. And we had a lot of data about those, right? And which we are not collecting, we are not analyzing all that data. And there again, like all these kind of interesting use cases we could have derived from collecting that data. As you we were saying, like product analytics, marketing, and so on. But there was no easy way to collect that data. I mean, there are a couple of solutions, but we had the same set of challenges, right? Being in a regulated industry, we had like compliance requirements and all that stuff. So there was 
not a great solution to help collect all the data. So that was also the impetus. I thought like, okay, if 8 by 8 has problems, like then I'm sure there are 10, like dozens of other companies who need a solution like that. So again, uh, I think it's not like an idea that you get like overnight. I and mean, I've kind of worked in the space for the last like seven, eight years, mm-hmm. kind of firsthand faced the problem in a large public company. And, and that was kind of the, the motivation for starting Rudderstack. So I think most B2B companies start that way. Right? I mean, you face the problem in, in a real domain and then you kind of go and try to solve that. So how, what's the user interface like once you have this data? You know what I mean? We're so used to our data going to third parties, but that's because they typically manage it well visually for us, make it easy to do something with, right? You know, so I guess my question is, you know, how much efforts have you guys put into the user experience? So if, even if I have all my data, mm-hmm. like how am I seeing it? You know, can I still API it out to a third party if I want to, for example, so I for another company that maybe does really good at sorting that data in a certain way. So do I still have the option of releasing that data securely to a third party if I want to? I mean, that, that's a great question. And that's what exactly what we do, right? I mean, there are a bunch of solutions which will help you collect all that data and dump into like some kind of a data warehouse and like uh, or like some kind of a data lake where right? you dump all the data. But to your exact point, I mean, it's very hard to visualize that data. Your marketing team does not want to look into a data warehouse and run SQL commands and so on. Right? It's, it's kind of, they want to like, like manage it in a better product, right? Where you can like create audiences, like run campaigns. Like so they want a complete SaaS solution for that, right? So your marketing team needs that. Your product analytics team may, may want to use some other cloud-hosted analytics solution, right? For, for their use case. At the same time, you also, uh, your data engineering team or your data science team, they don't care about the UI. They want the raw dump into some kind of a data warehouse or data lake where they can do their like like machine learning training and so on. Right? I mean, that, that's like they want the raw data. They don't care about the UI. So you have all these different consumers of your of that data in, in an organization from the marketing to like sales to like support. They, they all have their best of breed tools where they want that data in. And that's what we do uh, like at Rudderstack. So we'll help you collect all that data and you can define policies. Say that like this set of data should go to like a product uh, analytics solution, right? And you can do things like you can all the PII should be scrubbed off, right? I mean, if you're sending to like the product analytics just to look at funnels and so on, you don't need to send PII data there, right? So yeah. you can do that through a lot of stack. And you can say that only these set of events go to a product analytics. You don't, you may not care about like tracking every click and every product search, right? So, so you, you can, can filter and you can filter and segment what who sees what. That's good. Okay, cool. As a marketing guy, my brain always goes there. And I know that the audience can benefit from hearing how different business owners are getting their own business out there, right? So what kind of marketing are you guys using Mm -hmm. to tell people about Rudderstack? And then what have you found that's been working the best? Yeah, so... Like, that's a very interesting question. And like, I mean, we are a one and a half year old company. So I, by no means we have kind of figured it out, right? What is working, what is not. We're <laughs> yeah. still learning that. Now, I've been doing this 20 years and I can barely figure it out. Jesus, it changes so quick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. But I think the first thing on that is like, what persona are we going after? So like, we are primarily selling to engineers. Uh, like people and engineers, both like in small companies, but as well as like large enterprises, right? Like it's a very bottoms up selling motion. And like most open source companies are like that. Like some some engineer in some uh, company like downloads it, sets it up, thinks it's working, and then they reach out to us for more advanced features. So 
like the marketing for us is to uh, figure out how to go and uh, like market to engineers and uh, that's always tricky right engineers hate talking to sales people they hate like marketing uh, marketing right on the, the old school marketing they would never click on ads the most of them would have like some kind of ad, ad blocker in place so the the way to reach them is like write great content so content could be like blogs uh, could be like even like code right you, you i mean we are an open source company so we have a github repo with like with all the code open source right so and then so and uh, the code is also some kind of a content and are you writing some interesting blogs and then you try to promote that in communities where engineers are right so hacken news is a great community i mean i, I don't know if you know hacken news but like it's one of the number one uh, uh, like it's kind of like reddit for developers right every developer mm-hmm. is on hacken news and if you somehow get on the first page of hacken news then like like one third of world's developers get to know about you or see you right so we have been kind of fortunate to get there uh, on a couple of times right both on the, our github repo like where you host our code that went on first page one or two of our blogs went to first page so that kind of helped get exposure to the developer community and then we are we have kind of done things around that right written blogs for like there are a couple of dev, developer focused blogs right dev.to newstack techcrunch for example so again like you know, uh, the, the, the way to market to developers is to write great content and somehow like promote in the communities they are on so mm-hmm. still figuring out i mean it's not i mean i'm not a market here i mean so like just yeah learning and seeing uh, well i mean that that's so helpful though because like you know some people listening are you know this is a very a tech community that kind of for our audience so you know they pay up businesses that have a difficult demographic to go after also your advice being uh, you know very content heavy expertise style that makes sense so no thank you for sharing that that's good are you struggling to generate warm leads fast for your b2b tech company do you wish you could hand off the entire process to a team of professionals and have leads flowing in daily to fill your pipeline convert to big roi sales blood infinity marketing group that is exactly what we do We are lead generation masters who specialize in the B2B tech industry. So whether you're in hardware, software, or even tech services, we here at Infinity Marketing Group can turn your company into a lead generation machine. So for more information, visit our website at www.infinitymgroup.com. Email us at info@infinitymgroup.com or give us a call at 303-834-7344. We look forward to helping you realize your revenue goals. where do you see the future of kind of that cloud stack technology industry going so as an industry as a whole where do you see your industry going in you know 4 or 5 years like what's kind of the future of that what can people look forward to do you think yeah i think like and this is a very interesting question and i i have my own belief that may or may not align with what other people believe right so if you look at the the 90s right there was like people were setting up their own uh, stack right like you you'd buy oracle and you buy sap and then you buy like or, or you buy oracle database you buy like some some application software like sap and then you build your own application completely from scratch right from on top of that and then that that is your crm that is your uh, like that's where you track all your customer data and that that is your erp so so that was the 90s then came the the, the, the all the saas revolution like starting starting with salesforce you know everything like you don't have to manage all that give everything to like a cloud provider right send everything to salesforce and they'll track all their customer data and uh, like everything around customer data right so and then then there's like a suite of saas companies right 
Salesforce is tracking your customer data, your Google Analytics has your analytics data, and then so on. And there are like 50 SaaS companies people are like putting together. Your marketing stack has started now becoming very complicated with all these SaaS products for different things. Now, the challenge with that approach is now you start losing some control over your data, right? I mean, your data is all over the place. You don't have any consistency. And then you have these, all these things running, right? I mean, like I mean, we, have, we have seen marketing stacks, right? Where your, your, your data is in some kind of a marketing automation system that is syncing to Salesforce, that is syncing to something else, right? You have, you have this one-off syncs running between like 50 different places, right? So yeah. plus, plus there are challenges with data now, like more and more companies are realizing that you want to take ownership of your data for various reasons, like privacy, security is one thing, but also like the kind of flexibility that you have if you have your own data, right? I mean, Salesforce only lets you access your CRM in certain ways, right? I mean, you can use their UI, you can use, use certain applications. I, I cannot send clickstream data to Salesforce and like use it for my training machine learning things, right? I want that data in somewhere else. So I feel there will be this decoupling of data and application going forward. So it went, everything was coupled, it was on your data, like 90s was your everything, your application and data, all in your data center. It, mm-hmm. Everything went to cloud, right? Your data is on the cloud hosted and your application is also on the cloud, like hosted by Salesforce or somebody else, right? We will probably see a uh, cycle back from there, like where like your data would be under your control, where you have more like access, direct access to your data. And then there are all kind of applications on top, right? There will be like mm-hmm. a, like a CRM application and, and so on, which may be cloud hosted, like managed by somebody, but like the data stays with you. So I believe there will be this unbundling of like data and applications in maybe not five years, but like definitely in 10 years. And the infrastructure required to manage this data is also becoming easier. If you look at Snowflake, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was the biggest IPO ever. And why is that? Like more and more companies are really putting all their data in, into Snowflake in a cloud data warehouse. So mm-hmm. like keeping track of your data is getting cheaper, easier, and, and so on. So that will only drive more of this. So, and I, and, and that's kind of the core thesis of Rudderstack. I think like we believe like once you have this decoupling of like applications and your data, then you need to run these pipes, right? I mean, you have to move data around and, and so on. So that, that's where we kind of play, if that makes sense. And, and where do you see your company in five years? Like, do you guys have any new features or tech that you're releasing soon that you want to give the audience a little preview about or anything like, like, like where, where's Rudderstack going? Yeah, so I mean, there is like a, a three month story to that. There is a six month story and there is a five year story to that, right? So. Well, actually, there is a three-week story also, right? In, in in two weeks, we are launching like a big feature. So, and it's kind of details. I don't know if it's relevant for your audience, but like, I mean, generally so far, we have been kind of collecting, helping our customers collect clickstream data. So you have your app, you embed our SDK, and you collect all the clicks and like everything that happens in your app, right? You can track all that and we'll collect all that. We'll dump into your data warehouse. We'll send it to wherever you want to send it to, right? That was the piece that we had so far. Now, one other big source of customer data is your cloud data. So you have data in Salesforce, you have data in Marketo and like all other cloud applications, right? So when you kind of try to bring that together, you have to pull data from the cloud sources also. So that's one big feature we are launching in like two weeks. And the third thing we are also seeing is, okay, you got all the, all this data into your data warehouse, right? And uh, and then you did some uh, like modeling on top of the data. Like, for example, you, you computed like a next best product to show uh, to a customer. 
or you you computed a score for that customer right what is it a high value customer or a low value customer mm-hmm. you did some computation on your warehouse could be like a machine learning model could be like a simple computation and you want to take that data and you want to sync it to some kind of a marketing tool like you want to send it to like uh, like some kind of a emailing tool so that you send out an email based on those computations right for a high value customers you may want to give them some special coupon right so mm-hmm. you need that reverse pipe take data from your warehouse back into all these tools uh, so that you can run those campaigns so that's the third part we are launching so the, the way i see about rudderstack is like event stream to pull all your click stream data the cloud connectors cloud extract which we are calling so to pull data from all your cloud applications and then once you put it in your warehouse you do something some magic there and then you want to push it back to all these applications so that, that that's the third piece we calling the warehouse actions so these are the three pieces and uh, they kind of complete the cloud uh, the customer data pipeline story and then like we are excited to launch that uh, in two weeks and that's really exciting and actually by the time this airs it'll already be launched i'm just from yeah. the, the delay of publishing but so do you only work with data in apps or is it like web apps mobile apps what about just off my website for example so i guess my last question about your company is where specifically or where do you mostly mm-hmm. find your clients are using your stack is it like mobile app companies web app or just like e-commerce where they have a lot of data coming in from sales and stuff things like that and a lot of action on their website yeah so it, it is like mobile apps and web apps i think that's the, the biggest thing in between those two if i had to take a guess like in, in terms of customer base like pretty much everyone has like a web property and a mobile property like all consumer companies have that so i think across our customers 80% are using rudderstack uh, to do both mobile and web tracking but in terms of event volume if i had to take a guess again i think 80% 70% would be mobile traffic right because there's just too much activity compared to web so uh, so that's that's what i mean uh, is primarily used for rudderstack is also used for like server side tracking right when you have a backend application and gen- those are generating events we can also generate events from that so we have sdks for pretty much all the platforms right? all the way from like mobile apps web web apps to like uh, server side sdks so me you've been like you say been an entrepreneur your whole life it seems like right professional life anyway what is if you had to give one piece of advice mm-hmm. to the audience based on your experience either previously or with this company what's the one thing that you would advise you know everyone from everything you've learned yeah i mean like i can only give advice around like being an entrepreneur like and, and is by no means i'm like a successful super successful entrepreneur so like take that with with a grain of salt but one thing is like the market always wins so like like i mean that's one thing i have learned again and again i mean you may have the greatest product and the greatest team but if the market is not there for what you are building then market wins like you, you lose yeah. if you have a lousy product and a lousy team uh, but a great market even then the market wins like you, <laughs> yeah. you, you'll do okay and you can just you, skate by right <laughs> exactly and and if, if you have a great team and great product and a great market that's when magic happens right so yeah. it's, it's actually a quote from somebody i mean i, I forgot who but yeah. so market always wins i and, like that i haven't heard that but i actually really like that you know as a marketer you know my mind takes that and the way i would see that for myself is well that just means that one of the biggest parts of the equation is targeting the right people right because if the market always wins that means that you have to make sure that you're targeting the right market yeah. right so if you pick the market first in a way yeah. and then reverse engineer what to provide them yeah. within of course something that you're passionate about educated about you know don't you don't you ever, you ever just chase the money that's a losing equation but 
you know, if you say, well, I want to help out these people. Yeah. And then you say, well, what do I know? Do I like doing that could do that? And you know, there's a market for it. And that seems like kind of essentially what, you know, what you're saying with the market always wins. That's the, that's the best equation. I mean, I, I've learned that hard way in my previous two companies. My first company was right out of college. I mean, I, I was like fresh out of college, had no idea about like marketing and anything. I was like an engineer and thought like, okay, I, I had this cool project I did in college. Why don't I like go and like sell this? And like, and did, like didn't go anywhere. Like there was no market for that. Even in my previous company, we thought we had a good market. Like we are trying to build like an ad tech platform. But the challenge there was like, there was a market, but the market was very hard to penetrate. Right? The, it is kind of dominated by the big guys, right? the LinkedIn's and the Facebook's and so on. So even there, it was very hard for us to like go and sell the in the market. Although we had a great team, right? I mean, we had like, like PhDs from Stanford and like, I mean, both my co-founders were ex McKinsey. Like we, we had the, the best possible team and that, that could be on paper. But even then, it was not like the greatest outcome for a, for a, for a company. So like the, I'm very bullish about my current team. Like we, we have a really great team and so on. But I think like what is really different here is the market. I mean, it has been again a year and a half is a long way to go. But I mean, I can see like a stark difference in the first year of my previous two startups and my current startup. So yeah, I think hopefully something great comes out. Well, congratulations for this next one here. Samia, thank you so much for being on the show here. How can the audience reach you or the company if they're interested in your services or reaching out to you? Yeah, I mean, the best way to reach me is email. I'm kind of old school. I prefer email over social. So yeah, I mean, it's my first name, which is hard to pronounce. But yeah, it's like S-O-U-M-Y-A-D-E-B at rudderstack.com or at gmail.com. Either way. Yeah, that's the best way to reach me. And then rudderstack, right? R-U-D-D-E-R stack.com. Perfect. All right. Listen, Samia, thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon, sir. Yeah, I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me again. And yeah, nice to meet you. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Future of BizTech. I hope you got great value out of our discussion today. If so, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate it five stars. This helps the podcast jump in the ratings to help other techies like you and I find it too. And remember, if you own or work for a B2B tech company and you're looking for highly targeted, hot leads delivered to your inbox daily, my agency, Infinity Marketing Group, can help. We've been in business since 2010 and have helped hundreds of companies just like yours make millions of dollars in marketing and lead gen ROI. So be sure to visit our website at www.infinitym, as in marketing, group.com, that's infinitymgroup.com, or you can email us at info at infinitymgroup.com. Or you can call us at 303-834-7344. We look forward to talking with you. And I look forward to you listening to my next episode of Future of BizTech.